Hi, I'm David Ireland, the Wildlife Man. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Wildlife Man podcast. Now, today's story is titled Desert Ghosts. It's a story about one and a half ton animals that roam in their thousands in Outback Australia. Now, today's story is sponsored by Kess Gallery. They have the most amazing aerial photography of the Sydney region. Now, Outback Australia is over 6 million square kilometres in size. That's twice the size of India. Now, newly arrived Europeans to this country were overwhelmed by this sun-scorched wilderness. Now, to open up the outback, they used bullock teams and also pack horses, but they were not equipped, they were not designed, they had not evolved to deal with the incredible heat and the lack of food. Now, between 1870 and 1920, over 20,000 dromedary, that single hump camels, were imported into Australia from Arabia, India and Afghanistan. Now camels are far better suited to deal with that hot, stony interior of Australia. And they carried wool and building supplies and food and tea and tobacco and all sorts of different produce. And they opened up supply lines into the interior of Australia. Now camels have some very strange features. They can actually shut their nostrils. And the reason? Keep the sound down. Camels have two sets of very bushy eyebrows. And of course that helps shade their eyes from the horrific sun. Now these camels have a single hump. And it contain up to 40 kilograms of fat. If they go long periods where there's no water and no food, no nutrition, they can actually change that fat into fluid and also nutrition. Now, after the invention of the automobile, the camels were no longer needed and their numbers absolutely exploded, causing huge problems in the interior of Australia. They were overgrazing, so native animals were literally starving to death and they would literally suck dry any water holes. They'd damage fences, and of course they're dangerous on the road. Now I was currently working on the Wildlife Man TV series for Discovery Channel, and I wanted to feature the feral camels in Australia. I wanted to film them, learn about them, and also if possible, even walk with a wild herd in the scrub. Now before I took on this task, a rather dangerous task, I wanted to learn all about these camels. So I went and spent time with an old guy who owned a property called Komaru, right up there in the Mulga country. And he had some tame camels, some that were partially domesticated, and also a wild herd there. I wanted to really learn from this old guy. And I learnt how to make them stand up, how to sit down, but most of all, how to gain the trust of a semi-domesticated camel. And that was by scrubbing them with a brush, a really coarse brush. But mostly, interestingly, just taking them for a walk in the scrubland. 
Now years before, I had learnt the skill of horse whispering. And it's an interesting way of breaking in a wild stallion or a mare without actually breaking their spirit. You use a round yard and a soft rope and you'd flick the rope at the horse without actually touching it and chase them around and around that round yard. But then the dangerous part, you'd have to jump in front of them and stop them and make them go the other way. And that's dangerous because they could rear up and a, a dangerous hoof to the head could kill a man. But you've got to be a bit tough and very determined. And you do it again and again. After a while, something amazing happens. They start licking their lips and then even walking up to me and bowing their head up and down. It's quite amazing. And then they nuzzle you in the neck really affectionately. They trust you. Not scared of you, but they trust you. Then I could rub their flanks, I could lift up their hooves or whatever or put a saddle on. Now I had learnt that horse whispering, but the whole camel thing was new to me. So I had to spend time with the old man. But when I mentioned to him that I wanted to walk in the Mulga country, in that desert country, I wanted to walk with a wild herd of camels. He warned me. He was worried about the most dominant male. He said they could be very dangerous. He said, you don't know what they'll do. They could stomp you, kick you, bite you. There have been fatalities from bull camels. So he was concerned about that. So that was something that we had to overcome. How was I going to walk with these wild herd of camels, especially when there was a bull there, a big male bull that might be very territorial and might be very angry if I'm too close to his, his females. My first encounter was rather amazing. We were in Mulga country and they just appeared. And that's why the old guys used to call the camels, the wild camels, desert ghosts. Because of their soft pads, you can't hear them. And because of their coloration, they almost perfectly match that outback scrubland country. And they just appeared around me. I was surrounded by them. And I just stood still, my cameraman's filming me, and we were just watching. No aggression, it went really well, but it was strange, it was almost spiritual. The desert ghosts, and that's what they are. They just arrive and then disappear back into the manga. I had one encounter though that was different. And there was a big dark black bull camel, a big male, and he was not happy that I was there because there were females and young ones. He actually stomped the ground and my camera crew were in a truck and they were very concerned about this one. And I remembered the words of the old man saying, hey, you don't know what they could do. They might stomp you or kick you or bite you. So what I did was I actually started pulling on shrubs as if I was feeding. And that changed his whole demeanor. Like, I don't know what this thing is, but it's feeding, so it's not 
He's not after my girls, I guess. That's probably what he thought. And then he left me alone. And later that day, when he lay down to rest, I managed to get really close to him. Really close. But I was watching that body language very carefully. And then something really weird happened. He just got up. He stomped on the ground, but then he left. And the whole herd left. They just disappeared. And I wondered what the problem was. What were they worried about? And then a few minutes later, I heard the thunder. And the most incredible storm. A lightning storm just came and it just flooded that, that drought-stricken land. Those camels could hear that thunder miles away, long before I could. Not far from the bore drain, the wild herd is feeding. Australia is the only place on earth where wild dromedary single-humped camels live free in the wilderness. As I walk with the camels, my presence does not go unnoticed. So as not to be seen as a threat, I pretend to feed on a scrub bush. Camels were brought to Australia from the Middle East in the mid-1800s to aid the early explorers and haul produce for settlers of the interior. After the invention of motor vehicles, camels became redundant and many were set free. Being perfectly adapted to the arid conditions, they multiplied. Current estimates are over 600,000. Grazing and browsing is now threatening local extinction of native plants. After 13 months gestation, many of the cows are heavy with milk. Young calves suckle from their highly protective mothers. However, walking near the babies is risky. All large herbivores with young are unpredictable. Camels can go long periods without water or food, relying on the fatty material within the hump. Their senses of smell and hearing are exceptional. I follow the herd to a muddy water hole. Some bulls are honing their fighting skills. Older camels warn me to stay away by stomping the ground. Others roll in the dust to eradicate their coats of annoying insects. 
huge bull vocalises his displeasure at my closeness. Another even larger beast gets up and stamps a warning in the dust. I'm learning the body language and remember the warning words by Bruce Sharp. He'd bite you, kick you, or stomp on you if you wouldn't know what he might do. I'm only metres from one of the toughest creatures on Earth. An ancient species that once carried the wise men to Christ. A 700 kilogram beast that can survive over 50 years in the harshest country on Earth. I'm in the presence of the desert ghost. His keen hearing alerts him to the sound of distant thunder. He knows the danger of lightning and strides for the safety of the scrublands. You can see there's a big storm building up. Lightning and thunder. And once it dumps the rain, these pans will just flood and we'll get bogged and we'll have to walk back to Comoru. It's gonna be bad. It's time to get out of here. they cause a lot of damage. They knock down fences and they suck water holes dry and they compete for native animals and there's too many of them. But there is money to be made from these camels, especially in the milk industry. And we even export them to Arabia for racing camels. But the milk industry is where I see there's good prospects for these camels. Their numbers have to be controlled, but I would hate to see them vanish from Outback Australia. Because to walk with them, these desert ghosts, as they just come out of the wilderness, surround you with no sound, and then disappear, it is an experience of a lifetime. Every week, we will publish a new Wildlife Man podcast. So if you enjoy, please subscribe. Please share, like, and ring that notification button so you never miss a new story being published. And remember, all my films are available streaming on demand from Vimeo. So that's it from me till next week. I am your Wildlife Man. <laughs>